0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Guiding Light Podcast. I'm your host, Shane McClellan, and this week we have Warren and Erica with us. Morning.
1: Hi, guys.
0: And I just recently met them here in Grenada, and they are brand new to boating, so we are going to talk partly in the second half about their process of how they got into sailing, how they bought their boat, and that type of thing. But before they did that, they actually had a pretty amazing adventure in a truck, correct?
2: Correct. Yep. For about three months, we did a road trip through the United States as what we kind of call our goodbye to the United States since we love um, where we grew up and we um, are not going to be home for quite some time. So we wanted to say farewell and see some spots that we hadn't seen and so, yeah, we did a three-month road trip through the, mostly the southwest, but actually ended up all the way heading all over to the east coast and down the east coast. So, yeah. And before you did that, you had another big
0: adventure. Which we got old... married. <laughs> <laughs> they got married. So they got married, and their honeymoon was living in – what type of truck are we talking
2: So it was a full size Dodge Ram that I used for construction. It was a really great truck um, that had a topper on it. And in a outdoorsman show, we saw a kit that would raise the topper off of the bed for camping in it and creating more space back there. So we really was a, it was a truck, but it was really a camper truck um, that I had done a bunch of work outfitting the back with electronics and lights and we made a kitchen in the back. We had a, a barbecue that was mounted on the, a tail hitch box that we used kind of as our pantry and our kitchen, and the topper would raise up, and we had a platform bed. It was a really, really neat setup, actually.
1: Mm-hmm. It was really, really fun, different, but... It's...
0: So let's walk through, I mean, this is pretty interesting. Let's walk through the truck itself. So you had, obviously, your bed mm-hmm. in the, the bed of the truck, mm-hmm. Was the room for was the kitchen inside or outside, or was it just basically the bed inside with some storage? Exactly right. Yes.
1: Yeah. So we had the bed inside the bed of the truck, which was lifted. He had, he's a contractor, so he was able to do a lot of the stuff custom. Um, we had storage under the bed, where we pretty much had everything we could have needed during our road trip, um, and then when you open the bed of the truck. It folds out slightly and we had basically fabricated a table that you set up on the side of the truck, folds down where we put a, um, a burner and that's where we would prep for dinners or breakfast or lunch or anything. Um, but on the back he also attached a grill. Right. And so we cooked mostly out of that. Um, and then so all had, cooking
0: was outside yeah, yep all and outside. inside you only slept. Mm-hmm. did you also have like a, a pop-up tent or a canopy in case
2: it was raining when you were hungry? Exactly right, yes, correct. Um, the so the topper was a hard shell topper and when that would it would jack up essentially and it would raise up about 20 inches off of the bed and there was a tent this was a whole kit that we bought. And um, anybody interested, actually, it's called Easy Topper Lift, and we loved it. It's a really great kit, and it creates a tent on the back of your truck, essentially, with the topper as the lid of the tent. And so that would be where we would spend the night. We were protected from the elements. Um, We actually had really good weather. We never really needed to cook too much in any um, off weather.
1: Yeah, no. And if we did, we did have an additional... um tent that you see kind of at soccer games or anything to kind of keep a sun shade out
2: that okay. we could set up and but, cover the, um, the kitchen area.
1: Mostly um, there's not much room aside from just laying down and sleeping in the bed of the truck. So yeah. a majority of our time was spent outside or driving or hiking yep. and hanging out.
2: Yep. Okay. It was a neat setup and we had the back of the truck. So it was a four door truck, a crew cab. And so we had the, the front was just normal. We had a lot of stuff stored in there as well, but the back was really, just stuff this whole truck was amazing because we had a rack on top that h- housed a lot of our stand-up paddleboards and our bikes and then in Close. the back of the truck was the <laughs> clothes right exactly and it was turned into our closet essentially and we had a couple um, bins with drawers in it and yeah the truck was stuffed but we <laughs> lived out of it literally lived out of it for three months and it was amazing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the other essential item Was the restroom
2: okay? So, what did y'all do? Did y'all just go to campsites and use their restroom, or did you? Majority of the time, absolutely tried to hit restaurants and campgrounds where grocery stores, but we had to have a setup just in case because there were some times that we were just too far out of town or too far away to be able to get to a restroom. So, we had a really neat system called a
1: Squatty Potty or something? Yeah, Squatty Potty
2: is a brand, (laughs) but it's a bucket. Luggable Lou. Luggable Lou is our brand. It's a bucket that has a very real toilet seat that mounts to the top of it, so the height is correct. You have an actual toilet seat you're sitting on, (laughs) and what you do is you do your business inside of Luggable Lou and all these other Squatty Potties make a kit that's a bag inside of another bag. So the first bag is where you do your business, and it has a drawstring, so it is actually very sanitary. You do the drawstring after your business, and then the second bag, basically you can lift up and close that. So it really is a double bagged potty system that we
1: we probably use five times yeah. out of a three month period.
0: Yeah. Okay, and I am going to put some links in the sure. show notes for all that. We should. But this question is for Erica. <laughs> what did you think about that? I mean, as uh, a woman, yeah. were you okay basically pooping in a bucket?
1: You know, the bucket's better than just trying to find a hole in the ground and digging into it, but I grew up in the mountains of Colorado. I was exposed to camping really young, being outside. You got to do what you got to do, and it's just part of the fun of it.
0: Well, it kind of reminds me of this book, and it was written years ago, and I'll put a link if I can find it in the show notes, guys, and the show notes are at svguidinglight.com, but... This book, and it was written by a woman, and the title of the book gives the entire thing away. It's How to Pee in the Woods and Not Get It In Your Boots. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like it's right up you guys' ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, so we've talked about your setup of your truck, which sounds pretty amazing, and I've got to say, Erica, I think you're a unique woman to be Thinking that that's quite adventurous. I know many I women that would <laughs> say, uh uh-huh. no." Way. Well, no.
1: especially getting married and then five days later moving in, our entire lives trip, yeah. into the truck, and then eventually here on the boat.
0: <laughs> you know, some guys would even say the perfect woman right there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh-huh. um, why I married her. Absolutely. That's, that's quite the honeymoon, and yeah, there is. you go. So let's talk about the actual trip itself y'all started in Denver or in steamboat. And the reason we, I ended up meeting these guys is we were in the boatyard, mm-hmm. and Erica actually came up to the back of my boat while we were on the hard and saw that I had golden Colorado, which is where I lived for 18 years. I was on the golden fire department and stuff. And she said, we're from steamboat mm-hmm. and I had actually met her husband the day before or something like that and didn't realize in I was talking to the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, anyways, and she says she's from Steamboat, and we started chatting and had dinner that night and and so that's how we got together. But let's get back to the question, which is tell me about the trip
1: uh well, overall, we had made a decision that we wanted to sail, and this was probably two years ago, and all before we decided to get married too, Warren said hey what do you what are your thoughts on?" Pretty much selling everything and buying a boat and doing a circumnavigation and i said sure kind mm-hmm. of thinking like it wouldn't happen as quickly as everything has for us not saying it's a bad thing but i'm actually surprised at how how fast everything happened for us
0: see warren's a lot like me he he's a doer you know yes. you set a goal mm-hmm. yeah. we and go out and figure happen. out what happened you know we got to get that done mm-hmm. type of thing but okay so you left from Colorado when let's talk road the, trip. the road trip, the three yeah. months in the road trip.
2: It was amazing. Um, we, I, I don't know if I did this or we decided on it together, but it was going to be very hiking, biking, outdoorsy based and um, see a lot of national parks it really is what we wanted to do. Get our
1: feet as much on land as possible. Yeah, before we, we
2: yeah, got into the water. So we wanted to see. Um, we've always been a big fan of the southwest region of the United States, which is such a magical place with so much diverse
1: Landscapes. landscape,
2: really, and beautiful things to see. And we, I guess the way it kind of just went was there were some bucket list items that we had to see. So those, those places dictated um, because they required permits to get into Um, they kind of dictated our not only path but our timeline and you know another reason too that this road trip kind of happened is because we had wrapped up our work and jobs by the beginning of the summer and we didn't want to work our last summer in the united states we wanted to be able to wrap that up and then say goodbye to the united states and enjoy one last great summer which is really what we both ended up loving most the season that we both loved most so <clears throat> it was also nice to be able to stay away from the Caribbean during hurricane season, which you know a lot of people do. So we were saying goodbye to the United States, getting to see these last great areas that neither one of us had ever been able to see. It was, it was amazing. We saw some of the most beautiful areas in the United States, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: ironically, I did a road trip through the Southwest mm-hmm. California Arizona mm-hmm. about the same time no way mm-hmm. yeah it was uh, mine w- but mine was only about a, a week and a half mm-hmm. okay. so what were the bucket list items w- you know let's w- let's walk through the the actual yeah. route and stuff um, what were the big things that had to be seen
2: right f- for me I think we sat down and we said okay on this trip what are the bucket list items for you Erica and for me for sure mine was a place um, called Havasu Falls in Arizona Arizona, that is um, an offshoot canyon of the Grand Canyon that is only accessible by a huge 10 mile hike down into the Grand Canyon essentially. Or you can do a 10 mile hike up from the Colorado River which you have to float on another 10 day. Mm -hmm. So that was not an option. So our only option was to hike into that. For me, I wanted to see Zion. I wanted to see um, the Havasu, Bryce Canyon, and Havasu.
1: Havasu was huge because um, getting the permits required to get down in there so we got very lucky that we got our first pick permits um, even despite some flooding and changing of dates Mm. but that was a huge crux in our road trip of the southwest that we had to be there for those certain dates and as soon as we completed that is when we started working our way to the east.
0: Okay and what were your bucket list? Mine,
1: I never spent much time in the east coast aside from a visit to new york city uh we've been to florida before but i the timing of it all i wanted to see the fall colors up in maine in vermont new hampshire okay and the food and the food uh lobster just kind of really get into that side of the states and and see it all which we we did wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. okay
0: so Let's go back to Havasu Falls mm-hmm. and then we'll move to sure. the east coast. Mm-hmm. The reason it is so difficult to get into Havasu Falls is it is on an Indian reservation. Correct.
2: And I'm not, is it Navajo? It actually is Havasupai, Havasupai um, the Havasupai Indian reservation. So they're the Havasupai people, which is probably closest to the Navajo. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. And they limit it to how many per year?
2: It's hard to say per year. They have a 10-month season. So they have January and February. They do not host any guests other than that. So it's a 10-month travel season. They allow 200 guests per day. Okay. Mm -hmm. And your limit to three days. So it's really a crazy... It's tough to get the permit. It's very difficult to get down in there um, because it's a 10-mile hike.
0: Well, and I've had a friend, and he's done it too. Mm -hmm. And he said the exact same thing. He said basically... The tickets go on sale on a certain day. Yep. And you have to be just right there, yep. bam, 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 exactly bam, right. hoping that you get the... It's like a
1: concert release for yeah, tickets. Yeah, it, it was amazing mm-hmm. how quickly the entire season... Booked up. I, I believe it booked up within a 30-minute time frame for the entire 2018 season. And
0: that concurs with what he said, yep. too, that you got to yeah. be real lucky. Mm-hmm. But it also sounds like, given the experience you all had that there are certain people that are able to maybe book like big blocks of tickets and yeah. then they sell them themselves. Exactly. And right. you kind of have
2: to know who to know. and yep, It and, is a who you
1: kind of know situation. We learned that down after there. going
2: down in there that there are uh, there's some people <clears throat> that have learned of a shortcut to getting tickets. Um, the simple men like us, we have to get online and compete with thousands of other people for the tickets to go down in there because they they launch on February first, and that's for the whole season. And they sell out within about 30 minutes. If you're a group and you can book over 30 people, then you are allowed to do your reservation prior to February first as a for a group reservation. So what these people are doing is. Booking a group of 30, paying for it up front, and then getting on a Facebook group or finding 30 friends to go in Mm -hmm. with them. And I'll be honest, it isn't difficult to do given how many people want to visit this, you know, secluded destination. So... Let's talk about your experience getting in there. Mm-hmm. There
0: was some flooding, and I didn't keep up really with this, but mm-hmm. they got flooded out and they got shut down for a couple weeks or something. Is that I think accurate? it was
1: about two months. Mm-hmm. Um, we had our original reservations for August tw- 21st. Twenty first. Um, while we were on the road, we didn't really pay too much attention to the news going on or information.
2: Which was little anyways. It wasn't much notice to anybody. And but-
1: about... Two days before heading down, we were in Sedona, Arizona. We called them ahead of time and just saying, hey, any last minute suggestions or recommendations before we come down, knowing that there is no service whatsoever in that area? Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, we're closed (laughs) until September 1st. We had a major flood. And we just kind of sat there saying,
2: Uh well, what now?
1: (laughs) Um, But we managed to rebook some dates for this year. Um, otherwise, many many people who had reservations had to book for the following year.
2: Yep. Okay.
1: Or reschedule. So, so luckily,
2: they were able to rebook us for actually for September first, which meant that we had to rearrange our schedule, and we we ended up sleeping for about four days in in a Vegas hotel room uh,
1: <laughs> with some air conditioning. With some air conditioning, <laughs>
2: because the Southwest at that time we couldn't escape the heat. There was no escape from it, and living in a truck. We, we were great when we were on the road because we had air conditioning in the truck, but every night, there were nights that did not dip below 90 degrees mm-hmm. and um, you know in some areas, so we were extremely hot. We ended up finding a cheap hotel room in Vegas, which really was only a couple hours out of where we were anyways, mm-hmm. and we went to Vegas and had a pretty good time, but really honestly mostly just recovered from back-to-back hiking, biking, and um, mountain biking trips, so...
0: And I assume you all did California.
1: We didn't. That no. was a topic that we were considering doing when we had to delay the trip into Havasupai. Yeah, we Havasupai. almost ended up
2: going down to the, down to the southern. Yeah, okay. but
1: ultimately we didn't want to put the extra miles on the truck mm-hmm. knowing that at the end of it, we were selling it.
2: Okay.
0: So you did Arizona. What are some other national parks you uh, saw or some other highlights?
1: Uh, in uh, Utah.
0: In Utah, okay. We
1: uh, went through... Bryce Canyon. Nice. Which is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, you seem to be on a different planet mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, Arches National Park in Moab was a huge one for us too, even though that's something we've done multiple times. It's just...
2: Always something it's new. It's really,
1: really beautiful um a couple of the other national parks in that area
2: bryce zion
1: zion was huge that one was really amazing we did some backpacking
2: trips there and a bunch of hiking and it was are you allowed to
0: stay in either bryce or zion Um,
2: canyon um both have spots and we only did that in zion where we actually did we No, zion's tricky
1: zion's a tricky national park for how many people visit a year you you do have to get permits from the Mm -hmm, national park um, ranger station and they're not super easy, accessible from okay. any road, um, but again, we, we went into two really cool spots in Zion National Park. One is the Narrows, which is a huge highlight there, and then the other one was called the Subway. Okay. Um, both do require permits, I mm-hmm. believe. Yep. so
2: But they're easy to get. You just mm-hmm. have to get to the visitor center in the morning, grab them, and they're both incredible hikes. With How long of a hike are we talking?
1: Um, it's a day. Yeah. I would I would you, plan on a day five about to six four hours, hours uh, okay. for subway, yeah. and about six for yeah. uh, the Narrows, depending on your pace. Which is you know,
2: it, it's a pretty. You know, this isn't neck breaking speed, and we definitely had a lunch in there. So you know, if you wanted to make it quicker, it could probably be three or four hours up and back. But you really you wanted want to, to stop and enjoy and take photos All right, along the so way, and especially mm-hmm. when you get to there. If you're taking the effort to get there and do the yeah, hike, mm-hmm. why would you want to rush? Mm-hmm. It?
1: Exactly another huge highlight uh which i've always done as a kid was lake powell oh yeah um, so we huge did spend a little time in lake powell we paddled across we have two stand-up paddle boards and paddled across from page arizona to the other side and camped out there for a couple days
2: yeah it was actually really incredible we because of our schedule change we came up with this um trip to powell which actually was really really hot and partly led to us going to the air conditioning in Vegas, but we were on the water in Powell, and we had had to go and buy some wet bags so that we could put all (laughs) our belongings on the paddle boards and paddle them across um, a part of the lake, and we found two very different and very amazing um, places to yeah. camp out, and so we camped on the lake for about four nights, I think. Mm-hmm. So how far go of a paddle are we talking there? A couple hours each.
1: Yeah, it just and depends on paddles. where. In Page, Arizona, it's pretty accessible um, to just go from the marina and across the lake. Yeah, and a couple hour
2: paddle. Yeah, okay. not say.
1: too bad. It's and then we paddled a huge highlight day is little bit. actually, sorry, um, Antelope Canyon.
0: I wanted to talk about that yeah. one myself, yeah. so... Um, <laughs> I've got my own thoughts on it. Let's hear about sure. your thoughts oh, on Anlo. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah, well, it's it's a tourist trap to say the least. Yep. It is a very very beautiful natural formation um, over thousands of years.
0: So let me describe it for everyone. You tell me if the description, every photo you see is is absolutely empty. Mm-hmm and it's these very narrow canyons i bet they're not more than 20 feet across
2: at the widest i would say at the
0: widest mm-hmm. tall like 100 feet tall yep. mm-hmm. and they're just winding like a snake and the walls are not straight up and down because it's sandstone and so the walls sometimes come in and go out and uh, you know the erosions just made these beautiful snake-like canyon that's very very narrow and the slot up at top, the sunlight comes down and just little beams of sunlight. And the photos you see of it are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Does that description sound
2: accurate? I would say yeah. you nailed it. Yeah. It's these tan Sanskrit, sandstone walls that have been carved into sculpture-like formations that just river-like wind their way up and out of this huge slot canyon, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Who is not very long. It's only a quarter mile long yeah. or whatever. The reality, on the other hand, is that beauty's still there, except you are shoved in there with about 7,000 people. Yep. And outside the slot canyon, so you're, basically, you're in this big valley, and it's this cliff, and it's just like this little crack you walk into. Mm -hmm. But outside, there were 50 of these 4x4 trucks that brought people in, and you're sitting there. You basically couldn't take a photo from... Seven feet to the floor. You had to go seven feet and above. Yep. And I had tour guides were yelling at each other. Yep. No, my group's first. No, yep. no, mine's back off. And, yep. And so their tour guides are sitting there yelling at each other. You had everybody trying to take photos and elbowing you and mm-hmm. every and it was gorgeous, but it was a
2: major letdown. Yeah, that ruins letdown. it. Yeah, yep. that ruins I, it I couldn't lot. agree more. It was gorgeous and a letdown. Yeah.
0: Especially so for the sixty
2: dollars you have to pay to get in there, yeah,
1: yeah. It's and then
0: you're with all these people, and they have quote unquote the photography tour, which yeah. is like twice the price or yep. three times. And all they really do is they kind of push people. people are, <laughs> yeah, they push people out of the way. Maybe give you like a ten foot area. Yep.
1: So you can and get that, that, that shot. Yeah, that <laughs> shot.
0: Now the good news is I don't know if y'all did this, but as we were driving in. Off, as you're driving to it, off to the right, I saw... And it was only a couple hundred feet away from the main entrance. Mm-hmm. I saw this other little slot canyon. Is that mm-hmm.
1: Lower Antelope Canyon? No, no, no. Lower no. Lower,
0: lower. You have Upper Antelope, which is okay. what most people do. Yep. Lower Antelope is like a We've, mile or two the oh. opposite way. direction. Yeah. And it actually comes off of the Glen Canyon. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you, my, I'm told you could rent a wet bike or something and mm-hmm. wet bike up to the canyon the lower antelope and walk in and no one would be there and you wouldn't have to pay anything i didn't do that but mm-hmm. i'm told you could do but that we we did actually and okay um
2: we well hang on before okay. you tell me yep. that let yep. me,
0: let's finish yep. the upper so off to the right there was this other slot so mm-hmm. we're in there with our guy just fighting people on this and i'm like Halfway through, I'm like, I am done. Yeah. Like this, this this sucks. Yep. I want out. Yep. It's beautiful. I'm loving it. Yep. But the people are just driving me Awful. nuts. Yep. And so I asked her, and I said, can we go to this other canyon over here? So like, well, I was just gonna suggest that. Mm-hmm. And I had everybody else in my group was non-American. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying very I'm like, we want to go over no more. You, yes. know, you know, and I finally convinced everybody. Mm-hmm. And we had this other canyon, no one ever not one really? other person was in there. Wow. It wasn't quite as closed off at the top. Yeah. But you got those photos yeah. that you're looking for wow. and and you got that then. made up for lucky. everything. Yeah. That's and so amazing. that made it pretty awesome. Yeah. So if you're there, make sure you try to get this canyon mm-hmm. off to the right. Mm-hmm. Now y'all did the lower canyon and you're saying we you did the upper. Well, we did the upper that we paid you'd...
1: for, but we were able to access the lower Antelope oh, Canyon that actually was feeding from Glen. Uh, okay. The lake for the most part. So tell
0: me about that. That's... Yeah,
1: that was really fun. You you can rent kayaks and paddle boards. I mm-hmm. think somewhere in Page, but we had of course had our own and we paddled to the so inlet. Where the
2: water stopped. And.
1: Yeah it you just it goes all the way back there kind of snakes all the way till it gets narrow and narrow narrow.
2: all the way to the canyon we were told by some people that were walking back that
1: it it is part of the indian reservation and they will
2: go ballistic and charge you with trespassing Mm -hmm. if you are caught going in there now does that mean that there's a fence does that mean that there's somebody watching that no no probably not could you probably do it it is possible so
0: here on the Guiding Light podcast, we are telling you not to do this <laughs> yep. because you could get caught for trespassing, mm-hmm. yeah. but Why? it is definitely doable.
1: Yes, yep. yes. And you could, I think, um, it- Someone told me you could hire someone to take you back in there who is a, a guide mm. that has permission from the Indian reservation to take people back. Now f- that would through be that way.
2: something to look into. Mm-hmm. And what, what what
0: was the Lower Canyon that you saw? The part you saw compared to the Upper one? Are we talking the same
2: structure? Not, not no. yet. No. It was very
1: wide open. You okay. could see yeah. through. You could see stretching to the walls, sky.
2: Indeed, but mm-hmm. not that winding. You know, could you see it like getting walls?
0: that way Absolutely. if you walked Absolutely. further up? absolutely and so you would have that sculpture that canyon without the crowd that yep. way mm-hmm. okay. yeah okay and that is antelope canyon yep. yeah and let me tell you guys if you're not in a truck like these guys be prepared for sticker shock when it comes to the hotels.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I oh,
0: was surprised. I picked up a reservation at the very last
2: minute. Mm-hmm. The cheapest room I could find was 150 Yep. That sounds yeah. about right. We looked too because we were so hot, hot <laughs> um, that we, we looked as well. And we were amazed that they were offering hotel rooms in Vegas for $30 a night. And in, in nice, nice places, the place we got was a huge room that was probably the size of my house and and then in page they were asking one fifty at a minimum if for a motel room. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And that's because there's horseshoe canyon around the area. Well it's not just that. It's the, the that. Canyon. It's canyon. A fact
2: Page is
0: in the middle of an Indian reservation. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean if you yep. don't want to stay on the Indian reservation, you have got to go so an hour yeah. or two hours away. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yep. So anyways, and Grand Canyon.
1: We skirted Grand Canyon. Yeah, we did see
2: the, no, South south Rim of the Grand Canyon after we left Havasu. Mm -hmm. And we, we honestly, you know, we had just been into the Grand Canyon and seen probably one of the world's most beautiful places. And so getting to see the upper side of the Grand Canyon, as it is impressive, just didn't really, we weren't too focused on it okay mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
0: and the south rim is the most popular yeah, absolutely. spot so if, again
2: we were getting overcrowds. So. right yep. and
0: if you could take the time it's more time to do it but the north rim absolutely is just as gorgeous absolutely with a tenth of the uh, people i mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, from there i personally went down i forget whatever highway that is going south in arizona whatever interstate that mm-hmm. is But um, just north of Flagstaff are a couple other national parks. I don't know if you all did that. I think
1: Dixie National Park. No, no. I was
0: thinking Sunset Canyon. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's it's an Indian name that starts with a W, and I can't remember. I'll put in the show notes what it was, but it's an ancient ancient pueblo Hmm. from like 800 AD or something like that. So it's a ruins, and then you have this volcano that was right there, and then to the east of Flankstaff, if I remember it was off Flankstaff, It could have been Phoenix at this point, but Mm -hmm. you have Meteorite Canyon. It was out of flight Or not Meteorite Canyon, but Meteorite um, (laughs) Crater. Crater.
1: We did see that. A large,
2: large crater. Yeah, we went there.
0: Okay, I did not get to get there. They were closed when I tried. Uh So tell me about Meteorite Crater.
2: Here's what we did. And this is not a
0: national park, just so you guys know. this This is is privately owned, by the way. Privately owned. The national park would love to own and administer this, but it is private. Because this is a gold mine.
2: Yeah. Because. They have tour buses that go in there, and they advertise for a hundred miles on either side, so you are well, well aware of what you're coming up on. And it's only a couple of miles off of the interstate, and the admission cost—I don't want twenty-five dollars per, per person, person for, which is not bad at all. I think it's—I think <sighs> it's astronomical when all you can do is literally just walk, walk around up to one the, part rim. Of the rim. Yeah, just a w- very small section of the rim. And I'm not gonna lie, it is impressive, but. For $25, we drove down the road and flew the drone and got some really good drone footage. Of it. Of yeah. it.
1: yeah. Okay, <laughs> and, and that's and fair and enough. But
0: off. $25, we just paid 60 to get into Antelope. True. Quite and if true. you want to do any of the major national parks, quite you're true. talking
2: 30 35 yep. quite true.
1: I so, would recommend if you're ever going to do a couple national parks, just two,
2: pay the, pay the annual pass. Annual Absolutely. Pass fee. Yeah. Yep. And then you can Worth use it for it a full in year at any national park. And um, it also is very speedy. Where other people are trying to check out with a credit card or use cash, you often can just flash them your card, and they just wave you right Mm -hmm. through.
0: And you get three other people. Yes. Yes. You either get your car. Sometimes some of the parks are by the car, and some are by the person. Quite true. So you either get the car, or you can get up to three more people. Correct. And it's eighty dollars. And you're talking. A lot of parks are free. There's only. There's actually like 420. They call them units in Mm -hmm. the national park system. Okay. And we think of the national parks, Mm -hmm. but there's also national monuments, national battlefields, seashores, all uh, memorials. And I found out the difference between a park and a monument because you're thinking a monument, you're thinking a statue or something, and that's not Not true at all. mm -mm. I mean. The, the ones that you're thinking that are monuments are actually memorials. Mm-hmm. Even though we call it the Washington Monument, it's yeah. a memorial right. by the Park Service. So the difference between a park and a monument, and the monuments can sometimes be bigger than a park, mm-hmm. the only difference is the national parks are dictated by Congress, and a monument is dictated by a presidential. Ah. That's the only, the difference. only difference. Wow, okay. And they are administered the exact same yeah, okay. by the Park Service, but the big ones... You're talking 30 35 to get in where you can get the annual pass for 80 and if you were a senior and i i don't remember the age i think 65. it's 65 mm-hmm.
1: yeah
0: it's 80 dollars, but that is lifetime yeah. wow okay yeah. so it is huge yeah
1: well worth it well
0: worth it yeah. but okay so we are we've only got about 15 20 more minutes okay. so is there any more let's about the road road trip we you had the east coast part
2: well there was one thing i wanted to add that because we knew we were getting uh moving from a home to a boat it actually ended up being a little bit of a blessing in disguise to have to go from uh to go into this truck and live out of this truck because we knew we we joked about the fact that after being in it for a month or two and we were comfortable and we knew that we were doing okay that life on a boat was gonna actually feel roomy compared to life in the truck. Absolutely, Um, which is the opposite of most people because they go from this big home home
0: to a boat. boat. Exactly. I just think y'all kind of, did one thing wrong. You got married and then did the truck. <laughs> yeah. You should have yep. done the truck, say, yep. can yep. we live can with we do each this? other? Yeah, exactly. Right. And mean, then got married. There were moments married. that
1: we looked at each other in the truck saying, did we do did the we, right thing? Yeah, <laughs> Is that when you had
0: your hands around his throat? Yeah, a couple of times. so anything else on the road trip? I know yeah. you had the East Coast was your big East thing. East
1: Coast, and it kind of like, it went fairly quickly. Once we got to the East Coast, there was something about being there getting onto the ocean smelling the salt water and be like okay i'm done with the road trip now let's go to the boat yeah
0: (laughs) well you told me a funny story about i'm gonna let you tell the story but let me just lobster in maine
2: (laughs) oh yeah
1: i don't know how many pounds of lobster we ate we
2: went berserk for maine lobster. Uh, yeah once we we got to the east coast
1: um we were hosted by family and friends and friends of their friends which was really great and everyone we stayed with... Um, want, some want some lobster? some <laughs> lobster. So, of course, we ate lobster for dinner. We and, what and what was
2: their attitude about their lobster? The
1: best. Yeah, you, there
2: was no other lobster. There is no
1: other lobster. <laughs> which we
2: learned is kind of quite true. The actual lobster in Maine is actual lobster. Everything else is not truly lobster. When we get what we call lobster in the Caribbean, it's actually a crawfish or a crayfish. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, the true lobster is lobster with, with the, the big, big front claws. claws. Anything yeah. other than that is not lobster.
0: Which is not just Maine, but I believe true. and I'm not an expert, mm-hmm. but I believe the true lobster is a cold water cold lobster. Water. So yeah. lobster. I'm thinking yep. it would be off of Europe, off of it
2: exists there Alaska and, and Alaska and
0: mm-hmm. you know elsewhere like that, but yep. it is a cold water yep. where we have lobster down here in the Caribbean, but like you said, yep. think more a giant crawfish Mm -hmm. or crawdaddy wherever you're from whatever you call it but Mm -hmm. that is what it more is
2: and it's good eating but it's just really the tail you know and because they're missing those big claws instead they have big huge front antenna or antennae right and you
0: can't the bigger ones down here you can eat some meat out of the antenna okay but but it's it mostly is, the tail still It's mostly that. the tail. Okay. But you were telling me that they were like super pretentious about oh. lobster. Like oh, yeah. you know, well, that, each you know, person, rah, 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 each rah.
1: restaurant, they'll claim it as the best lobster roll. The number one lobster roll in Maine, or so be it. So what we decided to do was go to everyone that try said that them. they were the best. So in one day we probably ate like six lobster rolls. Yeah, six. Just mm. to try each one's um And did you find the best? You know, we found a really, really good one. Yeah, I can't think of the name. We definitely had our favorite. Um, I can't
2: remember the name of the restaurant. but it was either.
1: in uh, ports, ports. Ports. No. Portsmouth. Portsmouth.
2: Well, there's yeah. Portsmouth. We had a good one, and Portland, Maine. Oh, sorry, Portland, it was Portland. Maine. Okay. It was in Portland, Maine, but which ports, is a really Portsmith cool town. is a cool town, and had mm-hmm. some good lobster too.
1: hmm
0: Gotcha. Okay, so y'all finished the East Coast, and y'all were itching to get on the
2: boat. Yes, yes absolutely. We and you her.
0: sold all your stuff. Except for about two pallets of it. We're going to talk about (laughs) that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, What did you think about selling your stuff? I I remember nine years ago, ten years ago, when I did it, it was the best two weeks of my life getting rid of all this crap that anchors you down. Couldn't agree more.
2: I would
1: agree to an extent. Yeah, she had a little (laughs) bit harder time
2: um, for two reasons. I mean, she had more clothes, honestly. it wasn't clothes. You're right. But the big thing for her was that she had really literally just settled down and when i say just settled down in the last three years settled down from a long three or four year stint over in europe so she was just starting to feel grounded again we had really just made our home together which means that we had you know outfitted it with our own beds our own linens our own couches you know and um and then just about the time, we were really kind of starting comfortable. Of course, I'd already lived there for five years, so I had been comfortable. So for me, it was like, Ostola Vista, like la you know, I didn't care about it. But it was definitely harder for Erica to yeah. see everything go. She had just not gotten used to it. Yeah. She had not been but, able to. And I've
1: done it before. I have definitely gotten rid of a lot of things before my trip to Europe prior to. So yeah, it feels good to just. We called it
0: the big purge. Yeah, yeah. to purge no, and let it all go. No, I'm with you. And the other part that amazes me is all that stuff you buy and you spend good money for mm-hmm. how worthless it is? Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. Yeah. you
2: are not getting that much. No. That's actually funny <laughs> that you said that because some of the, a lot of the stuff that we had bought was very, very new. You know, we had a, a couch that was this beautiful couch we paid a couple grand for, and Erica was like, well, we could probably get a, near a couple grand for it. It's almost brand new. And I laughed. There's no way. No. No. <laughs> We're going to exactly. sell everything at a fraction of the cost. That's just the way it goes. We're not a store.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. So... So, okay, so you sold all your stuff. What made you decide to do the boat? What made you decide to pick your boat? Walk me through, very quickly walk me through the process from we want to go sailing to getting your boat.
1: Sure. Um, Warren had always wanted to spend a little bit of his time on the water, live on the water. I knew I would
2: retire on the water.
1: And, uh, well, ultimately it came to a trip when we went down to Tulum, Mexico and we were sitting on the beach, it was around Christmas time, and we looked out on the water, saw a couple sailboats out there and said, you know, I think we could do that. Yeah, that should be us. So that was the the spark of the conversation and it really rolled out from there, but we also chartered um, kind of exactly the same boat that we have now in Croatia. So that's what kind of sold
2: you on that Absolutely. boat. On
1: that boat. Um, but we did go to the Miami Boat Show for two seasons in a row.
2: And walked hundreds of boats.
1: to Just to get an idea, what's our choice? Monohull, catamaran. Okay, quickly for us, we wanted to go cat all yep. the way. Obviously,
0: um, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and your story about sitting on the beach, you wouldn't believe how many charters I've had where they... Oh, we last year went to St. John and we sat here and looked out at all these boats, yeah. and we're like, we need to be out yeah. there yep. 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 instead yep. of over here and going around. Yep. So I've heard that story before, which definitely. is definitely inspiring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so you chartered
2: your boat in Croatia, you loved that. Model a boat yep. and mm-hmm. what type of boat do you have? So, we have the Fontaine Pajot lapari 41, it's a 2014 boat, um, bought new by an Australian couple that were fantastic and they literally made the boat way nicer than it, it even was from the factory. Yeah, and uh, luckily, thanks guys worked out all the kinks <laughs> and um yeah she's a beautiful solid boat that was well cared for her, and we're going to continue that
0: well and in my contact information i've got you guys down by your name and then your boat i have it down as tbd
2: yep. to be <laughs> determined that's, that's good
1: yes
0: because it was an australian flagged boat yep. y'all were u.s citizens yep. wanting to flag at u.s yep. so the original name was
1: valentia
0: which i always get wrong and you <laughs> correct me over the radio but you're having trouble with the Coast Guard trying to switch the name, so you decided just to go with the name, get it in your name with the Coast Guard. Mm -hmm. Now that you have that done, you're gonna go and you're going to change the name to, and I don't know the answer yet, so I'm excited to find out. What is the name gonna be?
1: Uh, Evelias.
0: Evelias, and why Evelias?
1: So this particular model is an evolution boat, and um, we kind of played with Eva in the beginning just to keep it short and sweet uh then i messed around with spelling words backwards and evelias spelled backwards is sail love so
2: okay yeah. yeah yeah we were bouncing names off and we're like so excited about this boat and people often refer to the evolution version as the evos and we're like we could call it evo well yeah <laughs> or eva and then erica just almost instantaneously busted out Well, what about evelias that sail love backwards, and I like shook my head. And I was like, "That's incredible! <laughs> That's really fantastic." That is awesome. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, and y'all have
0: basically—would I be correct in saying y'all have not been on the water in your boat for more than about ten days? That is correct. Yes. What do y'all think so far?
1: We're loving it. We're a bit stagnant, just because All we haven't really made it our home yeah. yet.
0: And the reason you haven't made it your home is...
1: Everything has been stuck in customs since we got here. We're, we're living
2: off of like a skeleton crew of um, all our belongings. I mean, we are we literally... One pan. Li- yeah, one pan that we borrowed from another boater. Um, you know, very limited supplies on boat because all of our belongings we sent um, through a crate, through a shipping company by sea down to grenada and it has been stuck in customs ever since so it's been on the ground for three weeks and um but we set eyes on it yesterday
1: yes
0: so what shipping company did you use and would you recommend them
1: um here's the thing they're good at shipping your goods from the states and i believe
2: that they're very fairly priced
1: it's fairly priced it's simple honestly we dropped everything off
2: okay put it on
1: the crates they wrapped it up, and it was on its way.
2: Okay, so what sh- company was that? The shipping company was Crowley. Crowley, and I'll put a link uh, mm-hmm. for that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Actually, I would recommend them because it okay. isn't their fault what no. has happened. They had did their job perfectly. And they, they got it here. They got, got it, it here. here. The, problem yeah.
0: the, the problem is the Grenadian Customs. The problem is the Grenadian Customs. And I don't know if it's necessarily Grenadian Customs, which part of it is because it is bureaucracy run rampant. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. And well said. we they finally gave up yesterday not gave up but mm-hmm. we're they're waiting for a broker to do his job and so Eric and i while um warren is driving around the boat because we were told they were getting their stuff mm-hmm. he's driving around the boat waiting for us to bring those stuff to this one dock mm-hmm. Eric and i went in and we found some extremely helpful people, people that yeah. worked for the customs and immigration support authority mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but Their hands were tied. They wanted to help us, but they could only do their small little job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one guy held the the warehouse door open for Mm -hmm. like an hour and a half for us. On a
1: Friday afternoon. On a Friday afternoon.
0: (laughs) But he couldn't release it without this paper, this Mm -hmm. release, quote unquote. And -hmm. we couldn't get it... The problem is is the stupid brokers don't do their job to yep. get this stuff cleared through. We've and gone it, through
2: two brokers and they both have really, really dropped the ball. So my word of advice would be do your research on brokerage because there are brokers down here that do their job. They're gonna be the ones in a lettered shirt that have an office. That's what I would look for.
1: I think it's a difficult thing to um try to do research for just because not a lot of people ship personal goods Right, that's true um it's mostly large freights huge crates of food beverages whatever it may be for businesses on islands but i there's not any expectations out there prior to so it's really just you got to figure it out on your own
0: well and you kind of think it's going to be as efficient as the u.s not that the u.s government's (laughs) that efficient but they are compared to this but compared to this i mean we, Erica and I were in there and I'm like, can you guys just look it up? We just want to see where this stuff is. Yeah. I was thinking that would be a major step, yeah. which we actually did find it. it. <laughs> but they couldn't even look it up. They're like, well, we don't have a computer. You know, it's like the whole, it's I mean, they have like dated. a computer here, there, yep. there, but it's not all interlinked where nope. they can say, oh, you know, Warren and Erica, your stuff is in, in this, this spot. spot. You need yep. this, you need that. And at the same time, we were waiting on your broker And you and I could have gotten the last pieces of information we needed Mm -hmm. if we had that stupid paperwork that the Mm -hmm. broker had and Mm -hmm. had left and did not come back until they closed. Mm -hmm. And so we've got it set up where you can get it on Monday.
1: Monday morning. We are going to do the third weekend in a row without everything and finally get our stuff on Monday, which we've been saying for a little bit now. But... In the perspective of things, you know, we're out here, we met some great people, we're on we're the having water. A blast, for sure. um, getting the boat on the water was a lot easier than I thought it would be. I think I put it in reverse. I was thinking the boat was going to be a difficult thing to get in the water, get <laughs> used to it, we'd have our things. Instead, it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's amazing when you're in the yard. And this is even me after nine years, 10 years. Once you get the boat in the water, you feel like a boat again. Yes. And it's amazing how quickly everything comes back together, getting it clean and getting the stuff in place. Mm-hmm. And yep. and as long as you're on the water, the breeze is blowing mm-hmm. through the hatch, yep. everything is feeling better.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you so, all agree with that? Absolutely.
2: 100%. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. It's been amazing being on the water. It really does feel like it's the start of our home. there you go Mm -hmm. you just need the rest of the stuff to go in it it'd be nice to have some bedding and pillows
1: tools yeah our sail. yep yep (laughs) and
0: let me tell you guys out there it is very exciting to talk to these guys and see their excitement being this new into the process and how they literally they sailed the boat from martinique down here for 24 hours hauled Mm -hmm. it out went back and did your road trip Yep. yep And then I've been back here, and I've seen you guys like 90% of the days <laughs> y'all yeah. been on the water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But y'all were seeing buddy boating, and yeah. you're yep. seeing a little bit of cruising, y'all were anchoring, you're seeing the difficulty when it comes to island bureaucracy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Y'all were kind of getting the whole gist right in the first week. Yeah. But, so what's the ballpark plan, even though sailing plans are always written in sand? Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, That's how Warren likes to say.
2: We're it. going to we're going to take our time, take our sweet time, and enjoy every area to its fullest, essentially. And whatever whatever time frame that leads is pretty okay with Eric and I. We have no end game in plan, and we have no um, time frame to try to keep up with. We are going to spend some time in the Caribbean and satisfy that you know check that box off, and then eventually pass through the Panama Canal, crossing the Pacific. And continuing the trip through the Philippines, around the Cape Horn of Africa, Cape Horn.
0: No, Cape of Good Hope. Cape Cape of Good Hope. Hope. Cape Cape Horn
2: is South America. Correct. Okay. Scary. (laughs) Well, and that's that's
0: actually, and you don't want to make the decision now, but when you get to that area, Mm -hmm. the question is, do you? go up, up through Red the, the Red Sea to yeah. do the Suez and get into nope. the Med nope. or do <laughs> you go south uh, and yeah. unfortunately the Somalians have made that
2: a little more difficult yeah, question Yeah, yeah. But or easier, whichever way you want to look at it, it's yeah. pretty easy for us to know we do not want to go that route, plus we'd be missing the Seychelles and you know the east coast of Africa can be incredible. I
0: agree and I personally my thought is I want to do the south coast of Africa yeah, absolutely. and go through the cape of good hope cape and good then hope. i'm looking forward to helena on the way Absolutely back right. Cross. Yeah. yeah but that is years down the Saint road because i'm with you yeah. Right, exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah i want to my thought is you know i visit each spot like i'm never going to return yeah so i want to see well everything said. there mm-hmm. is in each spot that i am whether i'm there by boat or by backpack yeah. or whatever yeah yep. so mm-hmm. i completely agree with you guys we are kind of running to the end here. Is there anything else with the road trip or being on the boat
2: or anything that y'all would like to? Um, we would encourage anybody yeah. who is interested in doing something like this to to do their research and not be afraid of taking that step. Um, I actually, encou- I thought I was going to encounter a lot more opposition from the universe as a whole. And when I say that, I mean, you know, I thought it was going to be more difficult to refi my home and to close everything out with the home and, and, uh, and buy the boat and leave, Yeah. Nine to five. Exactly. Or... You know, get rid of, get be ready to leave all that. And I also, the big one was I thought I was going to encounter a lot more opposition from my family and friends saying that this shit is kind this of a pipe crazy. dream or it's too crazy. <laughs> and it never really happened. You know, um, the universe really opened all the doors pretty properly. And I feel like um, this is where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing. So anybody interested in doing this, don't be scared, don't be scared.
0: <laughs> you have some very awesome thoughts there. And, and I had a similar that my family is very supportive. Mm-hmm. They didn't exactly understand what I was yeah, going to do. True. You know, I remember my mom saying, oh, so when you cross the Gulf of Mexico, are you going to anchor each night so you can sleep? And I'm thinking, gotten, you yeah. know, it's three miles deep. Mark. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and no anchoring,
2: and there's no stopping at night. But
1: and that's the thing. We have to. We don't know as much, and people who don't live this life, they don't they have, have. They, they, have they no just idea. don't know. So and it's t- completely understandable. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and you have, You're absolutely right, and and so you will get. What you think is a silly question, but you know, mm-hmm. people just don't, yeah. know, just don't know, yeah, and they don't understand the lifestyle, but they're supportive of yeah. it, yeah, and they're always curious. You're going to be answering the exact same questions yeah. all the time mm-hmm. about this type of lifestyle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the universe. I mean, for me, also, it just everything lined yep. up, and it was like yep. it was way easier. The biggest thing I right. have found is and it comes more to government type of stuff mm-hmm. our system our society is not set up for nomadic lifestyle no. no the biggest question i have is what is your residence address yep <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i'm right. always thinking what exactly are they asking for yeah. because yeah. i've got this address for taxes yeah. i got this address <laughs> for voting i've yep. got this one for mailing i've mm-hmm. got this one You know, and Mm -hmm. unfortunately, the system's not set up just to say, oh, I float on a boat. I live on a boat. Yeah, no, no way. That's Hmm. about the biggest thing I have have found. That and everything takes three times as long on a boat than it does on shore. You know, my biggest joke is laundry or grocery shopping my Mm -hmm. dad and i the other day went grocery shopping grocery shopping was an all-day experience yeah yeah. if you you take a day to
2: do what you would do in an
0: hour back home yeah (laughs) and and it's i mean we had a great time and it was amazing because we had rode the bus to the uh, grocery store and it was nothing getting there coming back the bus
2: was full Mm -hmm. yeah and they wanted to pack you in even more
0: and they packed us in and they let us bring our groceries which some islands won't won't. and they just you know handed you know we got them on our lap and they're out the window. You know, anybody else, yeah, come, come, come. My know. dad's like, he's mouthing to me, where, where are they going to put them? Yeah. And I'm like, well, you don't have anyone in your lap yet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But So anyways, it's a great lifestyle. Welcome to the lifestyle. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you all have a website. You want to promote yourself real quick? Sure. That'd be great to plug Thank it. you.
1: Um, so follow our adventure. We are you know, going the social media route and everything. We do have a website, and it's uh, wesail.world. Um, basically just that. That's and a, the we is and the we is Warren and Erica. Yep. and so, Erica. And we, we sale. also will be making some travel videos. Um, and we have our, our documenting travel up already. YouTube. And on the YouTube, it's uh, we Sale.
2: It's just you search we Sale or we Sale channel. You know, but we you'll see it. And Instagram, on, Instagram. Absolutely. Found Facebook. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. They're mm-hmm.
0: on everything. Yep. As, Basically, just like me, where you look for SV Guiding Light, for yeah. you guys, yep. just
2: look for We, W-E, We Sale. Yep, yes. We sail, And you will find them everywhere. Our Yay. YouTube is probably the easiest to find and definitely the most helpful for us um, to be followed and to watch. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks,
1: Shane. Thank you. <laughs>
0: and to all my listeners out there, I hope you visit my website at svguidinglight.com. And if the sailing lifestyle seems like something you might want to experience, I would love to host you for a week or even two weeks in my cruising experience charter where you are part of the crew and you can really see what it is like as we explore an island and you learn about sailing and everything else. But if you just want to come for a week vacation, I am available for charters for that. With that said, my name is Shay McClellan. This is the Guiding Light Podcast. I wish you fair winds and following seas.
2: Cheers, guys. See ya.